You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. In cooperation with the American Medical Association Foundation and in association with the Pfizer Medical Humanities Initiative, ReachMD is proud to bring you the following interview with Dr. Frank E. Staggers, recipient of the Jack B. McConnell MD Award for Excellence in Volunteerism from the 2008 AMA Foundation Excellence in Medicine Awards held March 31st in Washington, D.C. Your host for the interview is Dr. Mark Kina. Dr. Frank E. Staggers, Sr., M.D., congratulations on your award and thanks for speaking with ReachMD. It's my pleasure and thank you for having me. Dr. Staggers, you're a urologist from Oakland, California, who, and I quote, has devoted countless hours in public service work to improve health care for his patients and his community. That's a statement from the AMA Minority Affairs Consortium Chair, Diana Ramos. Now, you grew up as one of nine children to your parents. What was it like in a family so large? Was this familial relationship what forged for you a bond with the community to which you've given such praiseworthy devotion? Yes, I think that when you come from a large family, you're used to sharing. You're used to doing things collectively. You're used to having allies. And you learn how much more you have and how much more you can offer when you're working together. So that's the lesson I learned from my family. And I think the other thing is the fact that the heads of the family, the mother and father, were such great people. It was great growing up. In elaborating on your background, can you tell us about your parents? My mother and father were sharecroppers, and then after they got married in 1914, they moved to the city, Charleston, South Carolina, and my father became a, a railroad switchman, the only job he ever had. Mother never worked outside the home, but when you have nine children, you have enough to do in the home. So that's, that's the background for my parents. What motivated you towards medical school? I think I must have been about three years old, as far as I can remember. Our family doctor lived right around the corner. He was a very short gentleman who was a pediatrician by trade. But black physicians at that time did, regardless of that, especially did family practice and general practice. And I saw him would come and make house calls to my family. When you have nine children, you have a lot of illnesses going on. And he was so uh, kind and uh, responsive and to the family. And I said right then and there, I want to be a physician. Doctor, we called it that. What did you set out to do first once you became a physician? The art of becoming a physician it's quite an experience. For example, when I was examined by a physician to have my examination that I needed to, to send to the medical school that I was physically fit, the physician who did it for me did not charge me because I was a student. And so I learned from that experience that physicians were very compassionate and were caring, and all my entire professional practice, I never charged students. I would accept what insurance they had, but if they didn't have insurance, I would never charge them. It's that kind of experience that you have and that helps you to be, I think, a better physician and a, and a healer. And that experience also carries with it that experience you have in your community. I come from a community where my father and mother thought that it took a village to raise a child. Obviously, when you have nine children, you have to have a lot of help and a lot of extended family, and we did. And that's why you get a lot of the, the training and so forth. You've been instrumental in the development of the AMA Minority Affairs Consortium. With that, please tell us a little bit more about what you've helped create in your field and what your goals are going forward. Well, you learn a lot 
all your life, especially in medicine. We are continuously having what we call continued medical education. I call it continued human experience and improvement. And so when I do my yearly resolutions, I always I do one resolution. And that's always, please God, make me a better person. And you try to be that. And that's for your community and for your, for your patients. My goal then is that I'm not through yet. <laughs> These 81 years that I've been on this earth, I don't think God has blessed me with uh, pretty good health. I think I'm still oriented <laughs> most of the time. And as long as I think that I can make a contribution, we're going to try to do that, especially in community. Can you describe your involvement in the California Medical Association Foundation? At the current time, the chair of the California Medical Association Foundation, which is a subsidiary of the California Medical Association, and we do a lot of work in the community. We are the bridge between the California physicians and their communities. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to a special interview from the 2008 AMA Foundation Excellence in Medicine Awards on ReachMD XM157. Your host is Dr. Mark Kina, and speaking with him today is the Jack B. McConnell, MD, Award in Excellence in Volunteerism recipient, Dr. Frank E. Staggers. Dr. Staggers, what advice would you give to today's younger generation of medical professionals, those looking to give back yet dealing with the regimented nature of the physician's life? That's a great question, and I wish I had the time to really give it the amount of attention that it requires. But I always tell medical students, in order to get into medical school, you've got to do community work. Think of that. And once you get into medical school, they want you to continue to do community work. But when you become a resident, a young physician, they, you don't have time to do community work. They try to keep you so busy, you don't have time to do community work. And in your practice, when you're starting your practice, how are you going to do community work? You're so busy trying to get established and build your reputation. And yet, you're expected to be a leader, especially in the black community. We are expected to be leaders in the black community. And so we have to tell black physicians and black students and black residents that you've got to be more than just a healer. You've got to be healer for your patients. You've got to be healer for your community. And you can't just look at the medical model. You've got to look at what are all the things that impact on your community. Education, economics, jobs, all of those things, environment, whether or not they have a, a food, proper food. All of those things, political, policy, impacts on your community. So we, if we are leaders of the community, then we have to be healers, not only the patients of our community. And so you have to address yourself. We call it practicing without walls. Practicing without walls. You stay in your office, you can't heal your community, and you're certainly not going to heal your patients. So that's the kind of advice we feel that, and you can't, everybody won't be convinced of this, but there will always be someone who be, have that passion in the belly and will get out there and do that work in the community and in, in their office. And I think more and more young physicians are beginning to see that. Physicians, uh, we, we pick people who are like we are. You know, we want people who are like we are, so we pick them. All of them don't turn out that way, but a lot of them do, and that's very, we're very proud of our profession. Three of my children are, are physicians. One of the proudest things I can have. Not that I'm not proud of my other children, but the ones who are physicians, I'm very proud of. One is a superior court judge, another is a lawyer, very proud of them. One is a teacher and a minister, very proud of them. But I'm also very, very proud of those physicians. They, they're good physicians and they're good in the community. 
you're being awarded the Jack B. McConnell MD Award for Excellence in Volunteerism. What importance does volunteering your time and expertise play in your everyday life, and what does this award mean to you? I think that any time you are recognized by your peers, it's an honor, and I am very grateful for that. I think that the work that you do, my mother used to say, you do the walking, let everyone else do the talking. And I've always tried to live by that motto. You don't set out to win awards. You set out to help your community and do what you think you can do, given where you are. You can't change everything in the world. You can only change those things you have some control over and what you can help to and how you integrate those things and how you integrate the organizations that you work with and how you can get. I'm Navy trained in, in one of the, my uh, military encounters. And you can go from a ship or ships to a fleet and to an armada. And even though the ship is self-contained and self-governing, everybody knows that when you're with the fleet, you don't go to a way if the fleet is going to Alaska. You go where the fleet is going. And so it's that type of thinking that you try to get across in your community. And so if you happen to do the right thing, and if you live long enough, and one of my friends tell me you don't get older, you get more experience, you will get certain uh, awards and certain recognition. But they should not make you uh, feel that you are doing something to set out to win an award. It's not like an athletic contest. This is not an athletic contest. You don't set out to be the best in the 400 meter. You, what you're doing is you are for yourself giving of yourself and your time and giving back to your community, sharing your community, that experience and expertise that you have. It's best to make your community as healthy as possible. Can you name an example from your life as a physician that perhaps spoke as a testament to your achievements in the medical field? I always tell this one because uh, I think this is, to me, is, is my greatest professional moment and my greatest personal moment. And I was asked that question when I was president of the California Medical Association. And what I said to the interviewer was, they were the same. Let me explain. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston was a Navy town. And the Navy ran that town. And the only thing blacks could do in the Navy at that time, on the federal fiat, was they could be stewards or servants or cooks. That was it. I worked in the Navy yard as an adolescent in a junior officer's mess for the Navy. Yet in 1957, I come back to Charleston, South Carolina, as a lieutenant commander, medical officer, medical doctor in the United States Navy, and I take my whole family, all nine, plus my mother and father, to the Naval Officers Club in Charleston, South Carolina, and we have dinner. We have dinner, and everyone's fine. And, and I looked at my mother and father's face as we were having dinner with the family. And I saw them smiling. That was my proudest personal moment and my proudest professional moment. Just seeing the expression on their face, it said to me, John, the mother's, my father's name was John, mother's name was Emma. John and Emma, they were saying to each other, maybe we did something right with these children. And I could see the pride and the, the, the excitement in their face and how thankful I was that we were able to share that moment with them and to make them feel the way that I thought they were feeling. It made me very proud. Dr. Staggers, thank you for speaking with ReachMD, and congratulations again on your award. You have been listening to a special interview from the 2008 AMA Foundation Excellence in Medicine Awards on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. 
To listen to or download this program, please visit ReachMD.com and register with the promotion code AMAF.